Hi, I'm Michael Barnett, and today I'm talking with Juliet Hogan. We're having conversations about people in business operating under pressure. Juliet, I think the first question has to be for the last couple of years. Increasingly, we've had people talking about pressure. We've had people talking about stress. Is it changing or is it getting worse? Look, I'm not going to lie, the last couple of years have been really challenging for business um, and people across the board, not just in our industry, but I appreciate everybody's been put under immense pressure to deal with everything that has come our way. Um, This year has been an interesting one for us. Um, I personally have found it more challenging than the past two years of the pandemic, and I think there's a number of reasons as to why that is. And I think, first of all, we're just exhausted. I'm exhausted. My team's exhausted. Everybody's pretty exhausted by what we've had to go through. But I think they're also, when the pandemic first started, it was incredibly challenging, but there was an adrenaline there. There was a problem-solving element to what we were needing to be doing as a business. And there was a unity amongst all of us. We were all going through something together. And so we kind of had that emotional and mental support for each other. Whereas this year, it's been far more disjoint, um, I think we probably weren't, or I know personally I wasn't expecting Omicron. I kind of had my head in the sand and was hoping that we were on the way out of things. And so it took me by surprise um, having to be dealing with it again for a third year. Um, Obviously it impacts planning um, as to how to run a business. And then we are all going through different, and when I say we, I'm talking about businesses and individuals. We're all experiencing different things at different times. We, over the last couple of years, we kind of experienced mm. um, events at the same time. And I think that's been really challenging for a lot of people as it's been so drawn out. Um, I know with us in our workplace, um, wellness and sickness has been a huge component of what this year has been and focused on for our team. Um, it takes its toll people being out of the business um, for long extended periods of time and covering those roles. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's been more far more challenging. People's reserves were empty. Our buckets are empty. We haven't had time to refill them, so we don't have that. Um, we don't have those reserves to help and, us see and through. Beca- and because um, the battery needs recharging, I mean, yours does, um, but also the people that are working with you, these do. Do you have to treat them differently? Are you having to operate differently in your relationships? Yeah, yeah, we are. We are, definitely. So I care a huge amount about the people that work for me and Mm. my team and also our wider community, but definitely I'm responsible for the team that are working for us on a day-to-day basis. And we are really mindful of what this year and the pressures that have been brought to them and that they're facing in terms of Omicron and COVID, but also inflation and interest rates and everything. There's a lot of things at play out there at the moment that are contributing to people's approach to life. Right. Um, so we are being really mindful of it. Um, we introduced an EAP system last year, which we're really proud of. Um, we ensure that we have really great open lines of communication with all of our team. We're constantly checking in to see how people are managing and we're really respectful should people need to be taking wellness leave. So not sick leave but actually taking time to be good to themselves Mm. instead of waiting until they're Mm. at the bottom. The um, A lot of the conversations that I'm having with other business leaders, um, they're talking to me about working under pressure, 
um, high workloads, overcommitted, and all of those types of things. So if I have a look at you and the business that you operate, how do you manage the pressures of leading? I think I'm far better at managing them than I used to be. So I've been in business for 18 years and definitely throughout those um, years, the business has gone through a huge array of change. Mm. And when I started, it was just me and now I've got a team of 40 people. Um, So what is required of me over those years has changed. I've also got two small children. So I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old, which definitely adds um, challenge to what is required (laughs) of me. Um, I wholeheartedly think... I need to be the best version I can be of myself to ensure that I can be respectful and look after my team. It's challenging, I'm not going to lie. I have a huge amount of guilt about am I working hard enough, am I working too hard, should I be a better mother, should I be a better work employer, should I be a better boss, Um, am I doing enough exercise, am I feeding myself in the right way. I'm constantly reviewing everything that I do because I appreciate that everything mm. that I do contributes to who I am as an individual and as a business owner. Um, I've got the maturity now and the experience to understand that every decision influences how I feel yeah. um, and I'm really proud of the way that I have managed the situation over the last couple of years and I'm always or I am incredibly grateful that I got to experience the pandemic 17 years into a business as opposed to being a young business owner I think it allowed me to be able to approach it in a in a um, way that has had experience and I have maturity so I could ensure that I was putting my best foot forward for everybody involved with the business. I look at me at times and I know the things that tell me I'm under pressure and I know for everybody it's different but I think an important part of knowing that you're under pressure is reading those signs. So for me, um, sometimes when I should take a deep breath and stop, um, I probably snap. And when you find yourself doing that, you know, it's probably time to walk away and reassess and so on. Do you know the signs for you? Uh, Yeah, I do. And I think sometimes they slip through. Um, But generally, my tolerance levels go completely down. Um, a really key sign for me is I get road rage. Um, <laughs> it's always been the case. I remember pre-fashion weeks, um, just always getting really angry on the road with other drivers, not acting out on it, no. um, but knowing that that's where I was like, okay, I must be feeling really stressed at the moment because my tolerance is so low of other people. Um, and it is really good to be self-aware. I check myself far more frequently these days than what I did in the past. And I know that when I start hitting those levels, I need to either take myself out of a situation or just take some time out and put some goodness back into me to be able to bring me back. Um, and that time out, is is that a deep breath and... Um, is that getting some goodness back into you? How do you do that? Yeah, so it is. It's, it, I know that breathing is really important. I know that taking deep breaths and getting oxygen right down into you is really mm. calming. Um, I think it's more. I don't. I don't fly off the handle immediately. It's more like I feel like my body's going somewhere. So I do things over the next few days or the next few weeks to ensure that I'm looking after myself so that I don't feel those feelings in a working environment. One of the things that I know that I'm quite good at is asking people, how are you? You know, checking in on people and making sure that they're okay and um, good to work. 
I'm not so good at saying to me, Michael, how are you? And I guess my question to you is, do you stop and ask Juliet, Juliet, how are you? And answer honestly. I don't ask myself the question, but I definitely am self-aware and I know how I feel. So I know when I'm not feeling great. Um, I have a great advisory board and people that I talk to in terms of mentors and they ask me, which is really nice. And I really Mm. value that um, interest in how I am feeling because I think it can be really challenging and lonely being a business owner because you're constantly checking in with everybody else and there's not necessarily that same amount checking in back with you. Um, I probably should be asking myself more frequently or even on a daily basis or a weekly basis, kind of even rating out of 10 how I'm feeling about myself. But I do think I have this kind of subconscious awareness. And out of that comes the question, who feeds the leader? Who feeds you? So I think I talked about, like I have an advisory board and I've got some amazing mentors and I really value their input into both me as an individual but the business and then I have amazing friends and family and my husband who I know that um, I can turn to different people for what I'm needing at, at a certain time depending on what it is that I need that definitely do feed me my children feed me but they also deplete me you know like they give me joy and they allow me to check out but it can also be really exhausting is give and take. <laughs> Definitely give and take. At the moment, it feels like a lot more giving than taking. It does. <laughs> My final question is um, one that intrigues me because so often when we move around the way that you and I move around, we're meeting people and the tendency is for people to say, um, hi, I'm Michael Barnett. How are you? And in all honesty, I'm probably asking and I'm ready to move on to the next person. And I guess my question is, How do we put meaningfulness into the question, how are you? So I agree completely with that question. I think it's a really easy question to ask people, but Mm. it doesn't necessarily allow you to show a huge amount of interest. Like it's just become common, common, how are you? I'm not really interested in the answer, but like it's polite to ask. I think... To know that it's genuine, I mean, you can tell with somebody by their mannerisms and the way that they hold Mm. themselves, whether they're really interested. But I also think, and I do this with my team at work, it's really important to ask questions that don't allow for a single word answer or for a fine answer. And it's more like, tell me what you're finding hard at the moment. What are you finding uncomfortable? What are you finding really easy? And then you actually have to explain it. And I feel like that's a more genuine way to be able to ask somebody what it is that they're struggling with or what it is that they're enjoying so you then can lean in and support somebody in the way that they need to be supported. Julia, thanks so much for joining me today and I guess for all of us, some great thoughts, some wonderful behaviours that will make us better leaders. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.